What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back in the Straight Talk Studios, and I got some returning guests. I got two young ladies who are amongst my favorite tag teams in wrestling today, and that's the honest truth. I'm not shit-talking. Even though they enjoy spending more time with my daughter than they do with me, that's okay. Please welcome, returning to Straight Talk Wrestling, the one and only Renegade Twins. How are you, ladies? We're good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I had to smack talk down intro. I had to let the people know. <laughs> when I messaged Robin to see if they wanted to come back on the show, Robin was like, absolutely, we missed the mini host. And I was like, cool, I'm here too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I missed that too. Not All right. forgotten. Not All right. forgotten. We missed that too. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So let's talk about like the wildness that you guys have been through from 2022 to 2023, uprooting, going to Texas uh, from Georgia. Let's talk about that first off. What was it like? Because I remember you guys talking about in the first conversation that we had family and how important family was and mom and dad and, and everybody, especially dad getting you into wrestling to uproot and shift to Texas. That's scary for anybody. It doesn't matter what age you are to just to, to up, kind of roll the dice and say, okay, listen, we're going to do this. What was that like for you guys and for your family? Um, when we got the call, was it Christmas Eve? Yeah. Christmas Eve from Thunder Rosa and uh, her husband, Brian. Um, we, they, they called us and they were like, hey, ladies, like we really were interested in trying to train you guys. If you guys want to come down to Texas, our home is always open and we are willing to train with you. And at first we were a little cautious because again, we are young and move, like you said, moving across the country is a big task and it's very um, intimidating to say the least, especially as two young females who really don't know anybody there except Thunder Rosa. That's really all we knew. And all of our friends from Mission Pro, which most of those of, girls aren't. Yeah. Like, it's They're mainly not management that's yeah. there. And, um, of course, so uh, we talked to mom and dad, and we somehow convinced them to let us go. Mom went with us for the first three weeks, and we got um, our own house for the first, like, three weeks. And then we moved into an apartment after that. And I don't know. It just – it was – I want to say it was scary. I would say it was new. It was different. It was exciting. Yes. I will say it was more exciting than scary. And maybe that's that's just me personally. I, I was going to say, Charlotte. I don't know so much as scary, but yeah, nervous and excited. I was, was more so, what I felt at that time. Yeah, I was so excited to be somewhere new, learning something new and being able to listen and feel like, and like we've said, we love the Nightmare Factory. But when we go, we no longer feel like brand new students. We walked into uh, training with Thunder and training with uh, Chris Marvel, Chris Marvel at, Hybrid. at Hybrid, and we felt like brand new students, yes. like we were starting from ground zero. And it's not because they treated us that way, and it's not because it's just it was a brand new atmosphere. It was something completely different than what we were ever learning um, here at home. We realized Texas wrestling is different than Georgia wrestling, which is different <laughs> than California wrestling. In different parts of the, the country, different <coughs> regions of the country wrestle differently, so as much as we know the QT way of wrestling, how to wrestle in the South, 
there are other things that we could have incorporated, like uh, QT is not going to teach us Lucha. It, it's just not his style of wrestling, you know? So we go out to Texas and we worked Lucha like for three whole months. We did nothing but Lucha stuff. Uh, of course, we had our occasional Mission Pro matches, but a lot of the things that we were learning was was Lucha, and it I was, really enjoyed it. It was Lucha. It was um, manipulation. It was, like, as far as, like, being able to work with somebody and move and all those things, like, she really, truly, and I would say those three months really helped us as a wrestler. Um, I would I would do it again. I don't know about, I mean, I love Texas. Don't get me wrong. I loved, I loved being there, but... Um, I would want to go somewhere else. And just because I would want to go and find a different place to train, I like feeling the new, the new feeling of, I don't know what I'm going to learn today. I don't know if I've already learned this or if I, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I felt like I had started wrestling all over again. Yes. The, the excitement, giddy feeling that you feel when you first start wrestling and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to learn all the things right now. And then when that's you how get I them felt. Right. And then when you get them right, like you go through it time and time and time again and you're not getting it right. And then eventually it finally something clicks and you're like, oh my gosh, that was so freaking cool. And I'm so proud of myself. So and don't don't get us wrong. We felt that way training with QT for a long time. And very rarely we feel that way now, too. Like, the other day I was working on power slams with QT in the ring. And I just could not get it right until finally I got it right. And what I did, I looked at QT and I was like, I'm, yeah! <laughs> like, I was so excited. <laughs> you know, like, it's we very rarely get those things. And we do now. But um, going completely something somewhere new and learning some a different style of wrestling because everybody has a different style of wrestling. You're never going to see the same person wrestle the exact same way. I mean, sort of, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez likes to explain it as different flavors of ice cream. Not everybody's going to like the same flavor of ice cream. You just pick what your flavor is and you make your flavor unique to you. It's just whatever flavor you like. If you want to take a little mint chocolate chip from here and a strawberry scoop from there and... Or a little bit of chocolate from there. Yeah. And maybe some sprinkles on top with the cherry. Then we could do that. That's And that's cute. your flavor of ice cream. You know, that might not be what I want, but, you know, that's what you like. And QT Marshall also says uh, wrestling is what you, what you make it. Wrestling is what you want it to be. No one can tell you that what you're doing in your character or anything like that is wrong. Is wrong. There's no wrong answers in wrestling. It's it's like improv. There's no wrong answers. It's just yes. <laughs> improv will improv will test your ability. And you know oh what? You can, see, you can see the lucha stuff though coming out, especially in that first rampage of January 2023, which you young ladies were on. Killer match with Dr. DMD, which Robin, I know you have history. You had the singles match with her, and then you got to also face the women's champion. And I gotta ask you, Charlotte, I gotta ask you this question. Halfway through the match, you kind of had Jamie kind of on the ringer. And you were yelling out, kind of smack talking. This is your woman's champion. This is your world champion. Like you were, you were smack talking. And I know you guys got some heat from that. What was it like having that arena crowd give you that heat that you just, you can't buy that feeling. So this is going to sound so bad because (laughs) I don't know what it feels like. It's the God honest truth. Like, yes, I was in that moment and I was there. But when I start, when I personally start wrestling, because people ask all the time, how does it feel to wrestle in front of that many people? Like they're not there. I bl- I go blind, um, not blind as in like, I can't, I don't know what's going on in the ring, but every, it's like the ring is my own little room. It's a soundproof room. 
and I can't hear anybody outside of it. I can't see any of the fans. I'm just there doing my job and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Like there was a couple moments that like, I didn't realize that the fans were cheering for us at one point because I could only hear them cheering for DMD or Jamie. Like I could not hear cheers for us. Like it just, my I brain did. was not letting me hear the cha- like the, the excitement in the room. Look at Robert. But when I watched like, it I did. back, I, I did. I like, heard all of it. <laughs> when I watched it back, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" The feeling was unbelievable, and it it's um it's a great feeling. And I looked at Robin and I said, "We we did our job. We did our job." And that's that was the job, you know. Like we went out there and we entertained people, and it's a it's always a good feeling when you know that you did your job and you did your job well. Mm-hmm. I will say this just to elaborate on Charlotte, because I do remember when I was like Charlotte, when I used to go out and I, because I'm not saying that I have more experience than Charlotte, but I feel like I got a lot more comfortable in the ring a lot faster than Charlotte did. Um, so well, TV wrestling is also also way different than indie wrestling. Extreme. There's a lot more cameras to look for. There's a reason why those people get paid big bucks. Like, because it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I, for me, like I almost went and grabbed Jamie and I had to stop myself and go talk your shit. Just look at just look at everybody and just talk your shit. Cause like I got I was nervous. I wanted to do well. Not that I wasn't nervous, but <laughs> I was. I definitely was nervous. But with that being said, I did hear them. Uh we had an entrance during a commercial break. And during that entrance, we had, granted, it was nothing. Nothing near <laughs> the two women in the ring or anybody else that is on that roster on a regular basis, but they knew who we were. And when we walked off stage, or actually when we got in the ring, I looked at Charlotte and I said, Charlotte, they're cheering. Do you hear that? That's wild. And and it literally blew my mind. And we were standing in the ring for about a minute, minute and a half before anybody had any, like we were back on the air or anything like that. I was just, out. it was just mind blown that we were standing there in front of thousands of people and I could hear that. Now, with Charlotte, like what Charlotte said about no one can, you don't know. I I could see like the first three or four rows. I can hear within yeah. the first three or four rows. I was going to say, yeah, I can hear within like three or four rows back. Anything past that, I'm like, yeah, you're I, Yeah, you're, you're lost. You're probably, not, I'm not going to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See you later. If you, if you ain't sitting for I got no time. I'm you way up there in the rafters. I'm still, I'm, I got you, man. I just can't see. <laughs> I just don't know what you're saying. I can't I know you're up you. there, though. Listen, my voice bellows. If I'm sitting in the rafters, if I was there, you would have heard me. You would have heard me. I guarantee you. I would have made sure that you guys would have heard me. I would have been like, you guys remember me? Yeah. I'm also part of Straight Talk Wrestling, but who cares? Midi-Host is here too. <laughs> but I could see in that match the Lucha style that was coming through. A couple great Hurricane Ranas. That missile drop kick was dangerously vicious. And I got to say, when, uh, the missile drop kick. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. What do you guys think about this? This drop kicks and stuff like that that are so simplistic that are used all the time almost feel like they're a lost art because when they hit, they hit with a lot of power. But I almost feel like in today's wrestling, certain small things like that are a lost art. Would you guys agree? I can completely say that they're a lost art. Um, I won't. Everyone does drop kicks. Um, in wrestling, there's a couple moves that are pretty basic moves that you learn right up front when you start wrestling school. That is one of the Arm moves. drags, hip tosses, drop kicks. Those are three very basic moves that everyone should know. 
Um, and everyone learns like within the first two weeks of training. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing you learn is how to chain and how to take an arm drag, a hip toss, and a drop kick. And give those three things. Um, like I said earlier, wrestling is your flavor of ice cream. It's your responsibility to take whatever move you decide to do and make it your very own. Um, I don't think that there's enough people. I think, I just don't think that a drop kick is re- as respected as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I will say that. I won't say it's a lost art, but I don't feel as though it's respected as it used to be. I will say this, and it's not, it's, I'm, as, <laughs> as bad as this is going to sound, mm-hmm. people use drop kicks all the time. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, everybody uses them. Um, not all of them look amazing. Mm-hmm. Not all of them look great, mm-hmm. but if you can take something as simple as an arm drag or a hip toss or a drop kick, and I'm not saying mine are, are, are fantastic and I'm not saying it looks any different than anybody else's, but what I am saying is um, if you could take something like that and you can tweak it just a tiny bit and make it the slightest bit yours, then it doesn't matter what move you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I saw someone the other day at Impact give an arm drag and I looked over at Charlotte and I said, I have never seen someone do an arm drag that way. That was fantastic. And the thing is, is it was an arm drag. It was an arm. It was so simple. It's literally one of the first things you learn in training. It was an arm drag, but I was like, I have never seen anybody do arm drags that way. She should do it all the time. She was like, Oh, that's so unique. Like I've never seen that before. Um, and that's where I feel like, there are simple moves like that that people don't understand or see a way to make their own or tweak to fit them. So they're like, yeah, I'll just throw a drop kick in there. Boom. Regardless if it looks good or not. I personally do not throw drop kicks. You will never see my you will never see me jump unless it's a leapfrog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have hops. My drop kicks look like shit. And I have enough respect for a drop kick not to throw something that looks like crap. Well, we've also been taught our entire careers, and this is also, I think, is a lost uh, piece of advice that a lot of people forget, is um, if it doesn't look uh, amazing and you can't do it 10 out of 10 times, don't do it. Hmm. It it just makes you look bad. It doesn't make the other person look bad. It makes you look bad. Even if it is on the other person, it makes you look bad. Hmm. So with that being said, like, Find things like Shola said, she doesn't do drop kicks because they just don't look good. I don't do traditional drop kicks because if I do a standing drop kick and I try to face bump with it, I promise you it's going to look like I jumped two feet off the ground and I kicked your knees. Like it looks bad. We used to do them all the time. I would pee my pants every time I hit the mat. I was like, this is not fun. They look no. like crap. I pee myself. This just isn't good, man. Like. Uh, that reminds me of that diss, uh, that diss track that Dr. Dre did on Ja Rule when they were beefing back in the day when he's like, you got to jump to swing up just to hit me in the knees. I still think that's a great one-liner. I still think that's yeah. a great <laughs> But that's, that's really what it is. And um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, like we've said, we, we've done a few things here and there that uh, we, we didn't perfect uh, 10 times out of 10. There's been a few things that out there that like, you can look it up. It didn't, it didn't look good. <laughs> Hey, but that's okay, right? When you can go back to some of your earlier work and you could look at what worked and what didn't work, and then you could say, okay, if I fine-tune this, if I tweak this a little bit, like the way we started it looked good, but the ending didn't look good. So if I invert the ending or if I, you know, take flavor A and flavor B and I mash them together, then all of a sudden I've got something that's all renegade, all on its own. 
And then it looks like something that we could deliver. See, that's what people don't understand is that much like a dance move or a choreography, telling that story in the ring without any words is probably the most difficult thing that you can do. That's like somebody standing up at a play and not having the script and having to, like you said, improv all of it. When you're in there and you're and you're doing that art form and that's really what it is. And it's so infuriating to me to people who don't get it, because if you don't get it, don't shit on it. Like I don't. I'm not a big hockey fan. I watch it here and there. And that's surprising being Canadian, but I'm over basketball fan. Yeah. But I don't shit all over hockey. I, I enjoy it for what it is, but let's be honest. I live in Toronto. The Maple Leafs haven't won shit unless I turn my Xbox on. That's just the honest truth of the matter. <laughs> that's just the honest truth of the matter, but I still won't shit all over hockey. I'll crack on the Leafs because that's fun to do, but I won't shit all over something that I don't know everything about, but I do know that the art form of wrestling is pure. It's probably the most purest form of artistic expression there is out there next to drawing or painting. When you can draw out that emotion without saying a word, just by looking at a canvas on a wall or just by looking at two people in pure poetry emotion, it's something special. And it's something that should be revered and respected. And if you don't respect it, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Hey, we run into those people every day. And really all I have to tell people is when they're like, it's fake or that looks like it just doesn't look good or whatever the it case doesn't may be. hurt it doesn't hurt i'm like hey uh how about you go ahead and throw yourself on the ground right now and tell me oh you can't hurts. you can't because you're scared your body's on your body's trained your brain to think like we don't fall falling hurts we don't do that so now you have to retrain your body to go back in time and let yourself fall and it, i'm like it's fake it's not fake it's predetermined. There's a difference. I'm like, it's no different than your movies or your soap operas or your TV shows that you like to watch. It's no different than your video games. Actually, I feel like it's it's more real than all of those things. If I'm being quite honest with you, all of those things Agreed. are completely staged. They are completely scripted. They are completely like it's not planned live. out. Yeah. Those are, they're edited. They're, there's a whole lot in this of things business, about Like we said, there is improv. As much as we plan and we call and we say things, think, some things don't go to plan. I can tell you right now, plenty of times, actually one just popped in my brain where what we called didn't go to plan. Exactly. Like it, and it was entire, entirely messed up. It was my first time uh, wrestling in Helica Risk. And um, my cutoff, I was supposed to catch her with the Rana and uh, give her the guardrails. That's not what happened. I ate shit on the Rana. It wasn't supposed to happen. And so my cutoff got messed up and I didn't know what to do. Guess what? The next minute was all on the fly. We didn't know what was happening. We had to improv. <laughs> we didn't know. She didn't know. I drop kicked her off the apron and she had no clue that I was going to happen. Like we have to figure things like that out. And I feel like in a, in a, in a show or a, a video game or a movie, those things don't happen. You don't have improv. I mean, maybe you might find the magical moment of a great actor who just happens to mess up on a line and just make it gold. Mm. But how often does that happen? Not but I, I feel like in wrestling, improv, improvisation and good improvisation happens on a regular basis. I and I feel like that's respectable. Absolutely. And I, I agree with everything you said. This is what I love. I love these fired up, passionate conversations. This is what this is what keeps, this is what keeps me inspired. It does. It hypes me up. <laughs> but side note, there is I agree with you about video games. But in my house, this is the one thing that I can hold over all my beautiful, all the beautiful women in my life. Even the dog is when we play. I usually win. Oh, my God. My dad. <laughs> 
my dad's the same way. My yeah. the same way. Our gentlemen are both the same way. Like, they, I get it. They it's think predetermined, ladies. It's predetermined destiny. It is. That's what it is, guys. It was written in the stars, and you just, you don't have to accept it, ladies, but you got to respect it. You got to. Man. How about I don't respect or accept either? <laughs> That's fine. Just get better. All I'm saying is get better. Oh, it, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's, better. <laughs> no, better. No. Okay, what what game do you play? What game do you play where dad gets the one up or your or your gentleman get the one up? What, what's the game? What's the game? Is it Mario Kart? What is it? No. So, so here's the thing. We don't play video games in our household. We play board games. And it, the one board game that we play oh, no. is Monopoly. Oh, no. And dad refuses. We play Uno, but if I, I do play uh, video games every once in a while because my boyfriend streams uh, on Twitch and he plays video games. So we started like getting into video games a little bit more. I'm really bad at like, I, I don't I don't know what they're called, but like the games like Call of Duty that like you have to use two joysticks to move around and like. Oh, first person shooters. I love that shit. Yeah. Actually, the mini host is dangerous. She could snipe people from like 350 yards That's away. That's crazy because my brain and my fingers cannot get it together. And I will be looking dead ass at the ground trying to walk. <laughs> so something like that. But something that's on an easier level for me that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could play that. But I'm I my boyfriend always beats me is um Fall Guys on Xbox. But that's just a terrible game. I played that game too. It sucks. It's not terrible. I hate that it's game. Not <laughs> that game. It's not horrible. It's a child's game. But like I literally just told you guys, I cannot play first person shooters, anything with double sticks, like we're not doing it. And then like the other games I play, Legos and stuff, like the Lego Star Wars Legos. But those like aren't like those are like yeah that's working together that's not against each other so yeah that's true like I said we don't really play video games in our household like against each other we play um, board games and like we said I mean Charlotte said Monopoly I mean not Monopoly Uno um, Uno's the worst in our house yeah but that's just because we're all hyper competitive beings like we are so yeah. hyper competitive it's it's wild it's unhealthy yeah it, <laughs> it is it's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and so like like i said like it's so unhealthy to the point like my dad so my dad's the one who kind of gave us the hyper competitive like aspect mm. um and so with that being said we don't play uno in our i mean uh Mon- monopoly in our house because my dad refuses to be anything but the banker and then he cheats the entire time and he says and he no doesn't one, cheat no he says one. he's playing the game the right way but we we swear we swear every single person at the table every single time swears so now when Monopoly gets brought out and dad's like, I'm going to play, we're like, just no. put it away. Yeah, we're like, just we don't want to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're the banker, it's not cheating uh, if no one at the table can prove it. So you can hearsay, that's, but factual that's, evidence is the, is that's the thing. bullshit. Well, that's bullshit. how she feels. That's, that's how, how my dad Yeah, feels. that's bullshit. You guys both would love each other. And, mom, <laughs> and I would hate yep. playing games with you guys. Yep. And mom's game to get over on us is gin rummy. She loves Rummy. I love Rummy too, but I'm not as good as mom. Sounds like, it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you guys just need to get better. I mean, that's what, I, I'm not going to blame your parents here. I'm going to, you guys need to I'm get so better. I'm so upset. I actually think I want the mini host back on now. That's fine. Cassie, <laughs> oh no, she's not coming. Not coming. All right, let's, let listen, let, hyper competitiveness aside, listen, I'll tell you a funny story that'll make you appreciate things a little bit better. So my wife and I, we've been together for 20 years. We love each other to death. Uh, she blessed me with two beautiful daughters. There's nothing bad I could say about this woman. But when we play Mario Kart, 
all bets are off. And I usually smoke her pretty bad. Like it's bad. The amount of smoking that happens when her and I play. So the last time we were playing together. And then after that, we were, you know, we were going to go watch a movie, you know, Netflix and chill, if you will. And uh, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen because I smoked her so bad that the door got, the door got slammed, like shot. She was like, no, it's not happening. I'm like, listen, you can't be mad. And you know, the funny thing was at one point during the race, I stopped to like take a drink out of my big water bottle and I was joysticking with one hand and I still won the race. And she was really, yeah, I would be mad too. I I I would have been like, sorry, bud. Yeah. (laughs) When you could have let me finish first, but you didn't. (laughs) Listen, it's 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 win or lose in my house. There is no second place. You just win or no, you- man. That's how it is. My dad is. Uh, he was okay. So my dad was our softball coach our entire life, and he always told us, "If you're not first, you're last." Ricky Bobby. And also, mm-hmm. there's always winners and there's always losers. Regardless, that's how the game goes. There's always going to be a winner and there's always going to be a loser. And you know what? We are not losers yeah but he could have gotten second place to at least get first place later you know what i'm saying no, you gotta start thinking ahead man but if you don't get all for, if you don't get all first place finishes in the four races you don't get the stars and if you don't get the stars you don't unlock vehicles there is a method here ladies there is a method a method okay that's look, so funny listen it sounds like your your father understands the concept the concept is that's it it's to, to quote you guys it's predetermined winners losers that's it that's so it. bad <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it when it gets spin day eh? i love it <laughs> it's so good so talk talk to me let's go back to Britt baker and jamie hater for a second because how big would it have been to get a win i mean it didn't go your way that night but you guys got your punches in you guys put in the work i will say that you didn't lose to the point where it was losing to look bad you guys i think everyone in that match got over which is the key to a great match is everybody getting over but how big would it have been for momentum for you guys to get a win over the former and the current AEW Women's Champion? That would have been fucking huge. Yeah. So going into this match, we were on a three-win like streak with AEW. With AEW, like I, yeah, I, I, like, we didn't realize. AEW, we didn't realize until after the match, and I was like, "Oh wait, you're right. We did have three wins going into this." Um, I personally feel like. That would have been a step in the right direction for the women's tag division uh, if we had gotten to win. Just being a part of it and having a legitimate tag team there on the roster um, that would to help cool. build that. That would have been amazing. But with that being said, I will say this. Um, never for a second did I think that I was Yeah, happen. no, no. I never thought I was ever going to win that match. I'm going to say that. Those two women right there, they are so, – and Jamie – Oh, dude. oh my gosh! And Britt, she looks so pretty while she's beating your ass, but she's like <laughs> beating your ass, and you don't realize dude. it, dude. And it, she just moves so great. I think both of those women. I I don't know. It was such an enjoyable match for me. I had a great time. I, was I will say this: I was I was extremely blown up. But but like I don't know if everybody if the the sling blade was caught on camera or like on like TV. But when I took that sling blade off Brit, I like was like, thank God I don't have to do anything else. I was gonna say I that was, backbreaker looked pretty the hater, the, the hater breaker looked dude. pretty damn vicious too. <laughs> so I knew it was the last thing that I was taking. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make it look crazy. I'm gonna jump for her and I want her to kill me <laughs> because it's the last thing I've taken. 
Yeah, she did. She did. She looked like she looked like she uh she put you in the coffin. She buried you six feet deep, and she did your obituary all in one move. It was. It oh was, yeah, yeah, it didn't feel good. It definitely didn't feel good. <laughs> uh, but you know what? That's that's the incredibleness of of you, young ladies, going in, doing your job, working, understanding, and progressing. And and this is one thing that I I do enjoy about AEW is the opportunities that are given. The fact that we get to see the next crop of talent coming up, going up against the current stars that AEW represents. But here's one thing that is kind of my beef with AEW and not to shit all over the brand because I do love the band. I am a fan. I am absolutely a fan of AEW. You can clearly see behind me that I'm a fan. Yep. But when it comes to it, I feel like a lot of the titles are not justifiably getting enough time that they should be. I feel like the TBS woman's title is an underrated title. I do feel like the women's championship is not getting its fair shake. And if this tag team division for the women does club into fruition and we get these women's tag team titles... All these belts should be represented. I also feel that the men's TBS championship gets left behind. Even the, right now, I feel like the trios championships, the men's tag team championships, and the AEW heavyweight championship are getting majority of the camera time. And I feel like if you have that many titles, you've got to find that balance. You really have to find that balance. And I don't think that balance has been found yet. And it's frustrating for me personally. And again, this is my opinion. So all you marks out there that are getting ready to type comments, just, just pump the brakes for a second. The fact is, is it's my opinion. It's my show. So I have to state my opinion, but I'm not asking you guys to agree with me, but what are your thoughts on what I just said? Um, I can address the female side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say it is uh, notoriously known in the wrestling industry that throughout any company, females do not get as much time as the men. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get a fraction of the time. And this is in any company. This is not just AEW. Mm -hmm. Um, I do agree that like these titles need to have more time, especially the women's titles. They need to be shown off a little bit more. Uh, but I, I do know, and I know Robin knows um, that there are people in the back who are fighting for that time that are fighting for these women and these men to have good storylines and get the time on TV to show what they can do and to show off the brand and like, hey, you're the face of my company. Let's get you out there. There are yeah. people in the back who are fighting for it just alongside the wrestlers that are holding these belts. I will also say this, and I mean, it It, it doesn't really have much because these two women that I'm about to say, uh, they're not they're not champions. Um, but with that being said, it's a very big step in the right direction. They had a uh, Mar- uh, Marina Shafir and Athena just had a 15 minute dark match. Yep, and it was a banger. Yeah, right. But, like, since when was the last time that you saw any women get 10 minutes on Dark, let alone 15? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I believe that, like, AEW is taking a step in the right direction as far as women goes. I feel like Tony is seeing, especially with the women that he's adding onto the roster, like uh, Soraya, uh, Ruby Soho, uh, Tony Storm. Like, these women are women that come. um, They won't let... Yes, uh, Tony Khan or the world tell them that they will not be seen. They say you will give me my time <clears throat> because I am a superstar and I can do exactly what these men here they can give these time to. I deserve that same amount of time because I can do the same exact thing. You you just need to give me the opportunity. And they and I believe that those those women. Uh, let me add Athena in as well as on that. But those women are um, like I said earlier, they're they're shaping our uh, the locker room. They're shaping the way that everybody the there. Division. The way, especially at AEW, they're shaping the women's division and how everybody moves and works. Everybody is stepping their game up. Everybody is seeing that there's actual competition. Whether we want to look at this as a tag team or as a tag sport 
or a partner sport or just by ourselves. Um, it is as much a team sport as it is singly. There, we are competing against each other. As much as we are sharing the same ring and sharing the same lifestyle and sharing the same locker room, we are competing against each other. Yes, and to I answer your question. <laughs> but yes, but I like I said, I feel like I feel like everybody there has just been really like trying really hard to step up their game. And I feel like Tony has seen it and Tony has been giving the women ex- more than what we have. Granted, I won't say that it's what we want, but I will say it's better than it's what we have. Right and it's great. And and you know, AEW is a very young company still in comparison to its um competition that's the right word it's competition uh it's it's still a very young company they're still going through their growing pains and learning their lessons on like what is and is not like wanted in wrestling if that makes sense how so is wwe i mean if we're being quite honest i mean yes yes them too them too but it's a learning experience and i think all across the board regardless of company that it is i feel like it's an issue that I feel like there are people backstage because I've seen it myself. I've been a part of conversations that include this. So I know that there's people who want to take a step in the right direction and that want to give these people that work so hard and are the face of their company, regardless of gender, um, give them the time that they deserve. Absolutely. You're a hundred percent right. And from where we were, you know, 15 years ago to where we are in the last seven years has been a huge leap forward, a huge yes. step. Equality is, is nearly balancing out but I think we still need to massage it a little bit more to get it exactly where it needs to be to kind of shift that, the juxtaposition, if you will. But you're right. It's definitely a, a huge leaps of bounce from where we were before. I think we can all agree on that. But I still think the fair shake needs to be given. I just wish that everyone, and this is one thing that I've preached a lot, a lot is the impact knockouts division has always been at the forefront. They have always been changing games. They have always been main eventing, giving times. Mickey James, Jordan Grace, Friday the 13th, hard to kill, enough said. It was a 20, 26 minute match, uh, bell to bell, not including intros and outros. So we're talking 26 minutes of in ring action. Those two ladies tore the house down, and Impact has always done that. The knockouts division, as far as I, as far as I could say, in terms of women in wrestling, have always been at the forefront in changing the game and making oh, women yeah. be able to get that time. Oh yeah, uh, this past weekend we were actually at the Impact show watching, and um, I will say. It was very refreshing to sit and watch like women tag teams who are established tag teams work. And how many matches, women's tag matches did we see this past weekend? I would say between takings and I would say maybe two. Two, two or three. three. Yeah, two or three. So like, at least and that's a lot. I was gonna say I know there was at least one on um actually I would I would say maybe three or four because there was there was a three way <clears throat> a three way tag. Uh, on the pay-per-view i don't know if that was pre-show or if it was on the pay-per-view i can't remember but then we had the tag match with um uh taya valkyrie and uh her part i'm sorry rosemary Rosemary. and then the next day we had at least at least one more i'm not sure if we had a second one but i remember that there was at least one more yeah there was a couple which to me I, i would have to completely agree with you i noticed at the impact show that it was pretty down the line like they gave a lot of women an opportunity to come out and show what they could do. A lot of women were used. And um, I can, I will say impact was the closest to almost 50, 50 that I've seen out of any company. Don't, and don't you just feel like 
Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, the Renegade Twins, has just such a fucking killer ring. To I do, right? But I will say, <clears throat> Killer Dolls, like I, I love them. So you know, one day I look forward to wrestling them. But right now, you know, I'm cool with them having the belts. Maybe one day. <laughs> they're keeping them. They're keeping them warm for you. They're keeping them warm. Yes. Keep, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Taking care of my baby. <clears throat> Exactly. So I one thing I do have to give a shout out to is um, I got to give a shout out to the renegade mom, your mom. She's an absolute sweetheart. Uh, she has retweeted, shared everything that the mini host does. Uh, and you know what? Proud dad moment for me. Like when when the mini host can get over uh, with the family members of the guests that have given us a time on the show. It's humbling and it's honoring. And listen, I, I talk shit at the beginning of the episode, but I know she's a star. I know she's the reason people come back, and that's okay. We have great conversations that are in-depth, but she yes. she gives you that moment where you don't have to worry about uh, the seriousness of your answers or, or what or what is he going to ask next. And you guys know me. You know me pretty well that I'm never going to put anyone in an uncomfortable place to say mm-hmm. something that would in any way, shape, or form. But your mom is phenomenal. She's been a big supporter of our brand and what we're doing, and especially the mini host. So I know she's going to definitely be watching this one because she yes. always watches when you guys are on. So <laughs> to Mama Renegade, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We do. Yes. Shout out to <laughs> Mama Renegade. She, she said is... she will always be the biggest cheerleader in the room. She's yeah. the best. She's <laughs> always she's always the loudest cheerleader in the room. If she's not the biggest one, she is the loudest. <laughs> hey, but that's that's who you want, right? You want somebody like I always tell I always tell my daughter, and oh boy, here we go. Yeah, serious dad moment. But I always tell her, I'm like, no matter what, through life, I'm not always going to be there. There's there's going to be challenges. There's going to be obstacles. You're going to have to grow, make mistakes, and bumps on the road. It's not about you know the bumps or anything like that. But just know that no matter what, it's five feet, ten feet, twenty feet, a thousand feet, six hundred miles between us. I will always be there. And that's, that's it. I will always be there. And, uh, you know, like, uh, like my favorite book from when I was a kid, uh, Robert Munch, I'll love you forever. I'll love you forever. I'll love you for always. As long as I'm living my baby, you'll be. And that, that's my baby. That's my girl. That's my homie. She's my best friend. And it's on, she is, she's the coolest. She's the coolest person I know, but fuck does she give me all kinds of attitude. And now that she's 13, oh shit. I was going to say, she doesn't even realize it, but she's very lucky and very fortunate. Uh, We didn't realize how lucky we were to have our parents be so supportive and basically our best friends. Like, we talk about it all the time. We're like, we don't, who are our friends? Our parents. And our mom and dad and our boyfriends. That's about all we got. And then, of course, we have, like, some of our wrestling friends, but, like, we don't live together. You know, like, we don't live in the same states. Everybody's everywhere. So it's like, who are the people I can hang out with all the time? I spend all day long with my mom. All day long. That's all we do. We do. But one day she will realize that she's very fortunate and very lucky to have a dad like you. Because not many people do. And I didn't, Robin and I didn't realize that that's not a very common thing either. Yeah, it's it's so. crazy. It's crazy. I look at I look at parenting and life and the challenges that parents nowadays have to face as well as kids nowadays have to face. It ain't easy. It's like this this information superhighway that you just never get off of. And sometimes yeah. to disconnect, it's uh, it's hard to have those moments where you could sit down and play, uh, you know, Uno or play Monopoly and rightfully have your father win. These are moments that you'll cherish. <laughs> Robin, I'm hanging up. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it. I have to push Robin's buttons. I do. All right, you know what, ladies, I want to play a game with you, and we played okay. this last time, but the last and the last time it was very weird because that twin telepathy thing happened, and you guys were like clicking on all cylinders. So this time we're gonna we're gonna be a little different. 
This time we're going to be a little different. I'm going to throw out word. We're going to play word association. So I'm going to throw out something like fruit and see what pops into your heads first or ice cream flavor and see what pops in your head first. I want to see if we can get twin telepathy Oh, you know, God. on the same gears that we were before. Okay. So really, we'll really, really I simple. feel like we're going to have to try to force this and it might go wrong. But just you know, remember, our best just, twin telepathy happens. I, you heard it happen. When she I was did like, hear All right, that. Let's start. We were like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Oh, I heard it happen there. And also like, even the first time I go back and watch the first interview sometimes. And it's like, and now introducing the renegade twins. And it's like, Hey, and you both said at the same time. And it's like, wow. Twin telepathy was all over the first episode. So let's see if we can keep it going. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Ready? Very simple. First thing, potato chip flavor. Barbecue. <laughs> and we, we already got it. We already got it off. All right. Um, all right. I'm trying to think. Okay. Chick-fil-A or McDonald's? Chick-fil-A. I figured that. I love Chick-fil-A too. There's only a few here in Canada. Yeah. And they're good. They are so good. They are fantastic. They are. They're great. <clears throat> um, okay. Let's see. Uh, you like pasta. Okay. Spaghetti and meatballs. Fettuccine Alfredo. 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 Okay, there we go. See? See, I switched up a little bit. I gave gave you an option. But so far, we're three for three. Okay, now let's go with this because this is really hard. Ice cream flavor. Hold on. Go for it. I want to hear it. I want to. Okay, so there's two that could be in her brain right now. Okay. Three that could be in her brain right now. And I don't know which one it is, but I'm going to go. Do you have options for your ice cream flavors? All right, I will give you options for the ice cream. But see, that's a problem. Ice cream, there's so many flavors. There really is a but lot hey, of flavors. See, that's another thing. I kind of want to just go and see if we say the right, the same one. We're okay, not going to throw, throw out two of my favorite flavors. I'm going to throw two of my favorite flavors. You let me know, okay? These are my two favorite flavors. Cookie dough or peanut butter chocolate chip? Cookie Neither dough. one of those were in my, at all. But if you flavors. had to choose... But cookie if I had dough a, or peanut yeah. butter or chocolate chip, cookie it, dough, it's right? cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. It's if dough. I had to pick one out of that, it's cookie dough. I'm not a big fan of peanut butter. I like it, but it, it's not my go-to. So I like I like like a Rocky Road ice cream where like you have like the little peanut butter like cups in it and like oh, yeah. the all yeah. the moose different tracks. moose tracks. There you go, moose tracks. I like yeah. moose tracks, but like I also feel like that's mainly like <laughs> vanilla with a little what <laughs> ruining this game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're explaining it as we're going. All right, final. Final one. This is a big one. This is huge, actually. And this one's not going to be uh, a wrestler that pops. It's not going to be one that pops here. I'm going to give you an option for this one because these are two of my all-time favorites. Okay? They're legends in the game. Roddy Piper. Okay. Or the Ultimate Warrior. Piper. I was gonna say I'm gonna go with Piper. <laughs> um, that was such a hard question. That I'm glad that you did because you could clearly see I have my Michelangelo Roddy Piper up there. That's yeah. We actually got to meet his daughter uh, recently, Teal. Oh. And I'm trying to get her on the show. She she is so amazing. She's an Amazon woman. A she looks just like her dad. Uh-huh. She is just so strong. Like I looked at her and I was like, Dang, I want to look like you when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> favorite roddy piper quote of all time you think you know the questions then or think you think you have all the answers then i change the questions go yeah. best roddy piper quote of all time all right ladies i think we're good i mean the game got a little kerfuffled we went into explanations but that's what i love about you guys it's, it's always fun ladies i've asked before but please if you could do me this one favor before we say our goodbyes you look at the camera give me that renegade twin fire and let them know that you just had a killer time with Straight Talk Wrestling and that they should subscribe to YouTube because we're awesome. Hey, guys. 
We've had an amazing time here on Straight Talk Wrestling. And you should totally go like, follow, subscribe, and definitely retweet and share this this episode. Yes. (laughs) Also, follow the mini host. Follow the mini host. If you don't follow the mini host, I'm going to kick your ass. We're going to have a big issue. Wow. I'm, I'm, Word I'm listen, I'm gonna unfollow her and then refollow her again just to make sure that I don't get as you should be better as you should. <laughs> so impressive, <laughs> my god. No, you guys are awesome. I can't wait to see what 2023 holds for you. And just know that you guys always have a place here on the Straight Talk family. You are members of the Straight Talk family. And if you ever do come over to learn some Canadian strong style, we have some couches for you over here. And I know. Uh, Mrs. Host would love to cook some fettuccine Alfredo for you. And then you can yes. go hang out with the mini host and whatever. 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 <laughs> and then we'll play Monopoly and I'll be the banker. Yeah, no, uh, we're not playing with anybody who claims they need to be the banker. I don't need to be the banker. Says, you know, you I'll, know, it's I'll let you be the banker and I'll still I'll let you be the banker and I'll still win. All right, that works. All right, fine. That that's that, that's easy. Because okay. we'll still kick your ass. That works. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> when I when I get off this interview, I'm going to give your dad a call. And I'm going to find out all his tricks <laughs> to make sure I got it. <laughs> all right, ladies. Uh, you know what? If you want to, please shout out your socials. Let everyone know where they can keep up with the journey that is the Renegades, both your separate ones and your joint one. Alrighty. So we're going to give you guys our joint ones. Okay. On our joint one, you can find both of our personal. You know, we tag each other on there. Uh, our joint on Instagram is renegade.twins. And then our Twitter is renegade underscore twins. Again, you can find us both on there. Just go ahead and look us up. All right. That's perfect. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are fantastic. I enjoy every conversation we have. Let's not make it a year before you come back, please. Any chance yeah, of course. And of course, you know, I know that it's because you missed the mini host and that's fine. I still think you guys are great. And I'm a huge fan of your dad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we'll make sure that he knows that by the end of the night. <laughs> Absolutely. Please, when you hang up with me, go back downstairs and say, Dad, the host is a huge fan of you. And he'll be like, of course. Why Why wouldn't he? Course, he it's, it's predetermined that he's a fan. It's predetermined. It's predetermined. Ladies, as always, it's been a pleasure. I enjoy all of our conversations. And guys, all the links to my socials are below. Peace, love, and wrestling. I'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace, not in my lead. You out of place, I'm not at the top, I'm outer space. Anywhere that we're out of place, I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great. You're not my fan, you can't relate. Straight talk going state to state